Praise God. Hallelujah. Psalms 47, verse 1 through 4. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. Selah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Amen. Praise God. For the Lord is terrible. (laughs) He is the great king over all the earth. Amen. And he shall subdue the people under us, the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us. And that's what I want to talk to you about today from this thought. Amen. He shall choose our inheritance for us. Amen. Let's pray one more time. Father, again, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your mercy, your blessings, and kindness towards sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove. Stay with us, God. And we'll give you glory, honor, and praise, and thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. Amen. He will choose our inheritance for us. And you may be seated this morning. Amen. Praise God. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. This morning. Someone said that life is lived out in a five and a half inch course. And that course is between ear to ear. Amen. For the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. So as you think will be what you will become. Amen. In your life. If you live a defeated life, it is your own fault. If you lead a life of fear or panic, it's your own fault because you are thinking that way. Amen. But there's a great and exceeding and precious promises that are given to God, that I, by God to us, that I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. You can put your trust in the promises and the things of God. Amen. As Peter said, this thing is joy unspeakable and full of glory and a half has not been told. Amen. So I should have the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. Amen. You know, I get people ask me all the time, they says, what are you doing in Wisconsin? Especially when I go home. They says, don't you know there's no black people up there? (laughs) You lost your mind? You know, and I began to relate my story to them of how God brought me to this place. See, the Bible says God will choose your inheritance for you. You know, Wisconsin was never in my portfolio growing up as a kid, you know. I I, I used to have guys used to say, why don't you come to Wisconsin to visit when I was in the Army? And I says, I lost nothing in that cold country, you know. But I'm here to tell you. God orchestrated this, you know. In, in 1995, I had just got to the island of Okinawa, and I was in prayer 
Amen. And I was on February 28, 1995. I was in prayer. I wasn't even uh, a, a pastor at the time. I didn't even have ordination at the time. All I had was a local license. And I was in prayer in my living room. And God spoke to me in February 28, 1995. And he says, your ministry will go forth out of La Crosse, Wisconsin. And I wrote that in the back of my Bible, and I thought nothing else of it. And I did my military career, finished my last five years in, in the military on the island of Okinawa, and we were selected to be pastors there in the church. And then in 2000, we received our missions appointment to the Asian Military Ministry in Japan. And we stayed in Okinawa, amen, until 2009. And in 2009, my wife and I, we felt that we needed to return to America. And God, amen, orchestrated it, and I was in prayer again. Now, I pray all the time. Now, this was just not the next time I was in prayer. You know, but at this day, I was praying again, and the Lord spoke to me again and says, Your ministry will go forth out of La Crosse, Wisconsin. And we came back, and so we contacted Brother and Sister Bell, and, and we felt that God wanted us to be evangelists and teachers. And so we chose and talked to them and says, you know, we would love to choose uh, your church to be our mother church that we work out of. And they was receptive of that. And we got here, and all of a sudden, Brother Bell wanted to put me in leadership positions and spots, and Brother Putnam, our uh, district superintendent had called and wanted me to start getting involved more in the district and in the things of the church. And little did I know that this is where God would have me to work out of and to go forth out of this place here. And I just want to tell you today, you know, sometimes we don't know what God is doing in all of it and how He ordered our steps. But the Bible do tell us that the steps of a good man is ordered of the Lord and He directs our paths. Amen. You know, sometimes we can find ourselves in a place and we can say, I don't want to be there. I don't feel it. I don't feel that's where I'm being called to be. I don't think that's where God wants me to be. But you've got to allow God the opportunity to complete what He starts in you. Amen. We've got to realize that we might not like our community. We might not like our neighborhood. But if we can look into the mind of God, could we see that that is the exact place where God wants us to be at that very moment uh, and that very time. Amen. No, it may not be pleasing at that point, but what I have found, if you commit yourself, if you become content in the place where you are, God will begin to use you and to multiply you and to bring you to a point, amen, in your life where you will be able to see what God is doing in your life and in your ministry. Amen. The Lord says in Matthew twenty five twenty one, He said, His Lord unto him, Well done, thy good and faithful servants, for thou hast been you've been faithful over a few things. I will make you over Many things. Amen. <laughs> I'm messing with the kids because they know this is their memory verse for the day. Amen. Praise God. And he said unto him, Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. 
Amen. Notice, you've been faithful over a few things. See, when you become content where you are and you become faithful where you are, God will give you more. He will bring you to a more point in your life. Amen. The the Bible says in Genesis 12, 1-4, And the Lord said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, into a land that I will show thee, and I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord has spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abraham was 75 years old. 75 years old, God tells him to leave. The Bible says he didn't know where he was going. All he did was became obedient to what God had said for him to do, and he left home, and God began to bless him. The writer of Hebrews says in the 11th chapter, by faith, Abraham, when he was called of God to go out into a place he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker was God. Amen. God says, Abraham, you leave home and I'll bless you. And Abraham was faithful and Abraham went out. Amen. He was looking for that place. Uh, And we know the story that as time progressed and Abraham is being blessed and Lot who's with him is being blessed. Amen. And they've got so much stuff that they begin to strive with one another. And Abraham told Lot, you choose uh, which direction you will go in whatever direction you go, I'll go the other way. It would have been right for Lot to say to Abraham, you choose first. Amen. But something I believe down inside of Abraham was saying, this is not my inheritance here. Amen. And so he said to Lot, you choose first. And Lot chose. And after Lot chose, and he departed in Genesis. Amen. The Bible began to let us know that God said to Abraham, after a lot had departed. Now lift up your eyes and you look to the north and you look to the south and you look to the east and you look to the west. Uh, Every place you see, I will give to you. Amen. And this is why we must realize that the promises that are made to God by God to Abraham become the promises of us who is children of God. This is why the Bible says in Paul's writing to the church of Galatia in the third chapter. But as many of you that has been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither born nor free. There's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's 
seed and your heirs according to the promises. Amen. All Abraham had was a word from God. He had an oath from God. You leave home, I'll bless you. Amen. If you're going to get the inheritance that God has for you, you're going to have to leave home. You're going to have to leave that spot that you are in and you're going to have to cross over the promised land if you're going to get the things that God has for you. A lot of times we want to stay put. We want to be in the comfort zone. But no, not of God. Amen. Sometimes you've got to leave that comfort zone and get out of that spot where you are and realize that God has something better for me. This wall is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels are beckoning me from heaven's open door, and I can't fill at home in this world anymore. Paul began to write to the church of Ephesus in the first chapter, in the ninth verse, he says, Having made known unto us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He had purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, He might gather together and one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in Him, and whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Amen. God is my portion been predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after his counsel and of his own will that you should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ and whom all ye also trusted after that you heard the words of truth the gospel of your salvation and whom also after that you believed you were sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. Amen. The Holy Ghost is the down payment. It's just a small portion for you and I of what is to come. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. This is the, if you think the Holy Ghost is good, just think about what is waiting for you on the other side. Amen. It's going to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. This is why Paul said, I have not seen nor ear heard nor have it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. Amen. We've obtained an inheritance. Amen. What God has is ours. He's my heavenly Father. As Brother Miller was saying this morning, we've been adopted into this thing. Amen. He's called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. But we've got to cross over, amen. We've got to come up from among them. And we've got to be separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean things. And I will receive you to myself. And I will be a father unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, uh, saith the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, dearly beloved, let's cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. uh, And let's perfect holiness and the fear of the Lord. Amen. God has an inheritance for us. He will choose my inheritance for me. This world is not my home. Everybody will be happy over there. Mothers, brothers, sisters, and fathers will be singing around the throne in that land where no one ever knows of care. 
and the saints of all ages. We're drawing in that triumph song. Everybody will be happy over there. John in the book of Revelation gives us a vision of that new Jerusalem coming down from the Lord. And he said there was no more pain there. There was no more sorrow there. Amen. John says, I want to give you a taste of where you're headed. So don't lose your focus. Amen. Because this world is not your home. You're just passing through. God has chose your inheritance for you. Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you shall be also. It's just a small reminder of what you got waiting of you. Amen. If you felt this was good this morning, you haven't seen nothing yet. We're going to sing and shout and dance about when we get over yonder. Praise God. Amen. God will choose our inheritance for us. When Ahab wanted to buy neighbor's vineyard, neighbor said, you lost your mind, man. He says, I am not going to sell you my father's inheritance, which I have got from my father. Amen. You don't sell this. This is what Solomon says. Buy the truth and sell it not. And also wisdom, knowledge, and instructions. You buy this. You sell out to it. And don't you let it go. Don't you give up your inheritance. I don't care what comes against you. I don't care what you face in life. Don't give up your inheritance. It came to you from God. He has given Giving it to you. The enemy of your soul would like to have your inheritance. But don't give it up. He's going to try to offer you something better. But he doesn't have anything better. He doesn't have anything compared to the things of God. So don't sell your inheritance. You will need your inheritance, amen, when you get to the other side. Esau sold his for a bowl of stew. And the Bible says when he sought for it, he couldn't find it, though he sought for it with tears. Amen. This world will sell you a bill of goods to make you think everything they got is better than church. It'll make you think it's better than what God has given you. But I come to tell you this morning that it cannot compare to the things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is just that reminder of the down payment that God has made for you and I. And we've got something better waiting for us on the other side. We will meet the one who saved us and who kept us by His grace and who brought us to that land so bright and fair. We will praise His name forever as we look upon His face. Everybody will be happy over there. We'll hear nobody mourning and nobody praying in the land. For no burden there will be for us to bear. All the people will be singing, Glory, glory to the Lamb. Everybody will be happy over there. Amen. Amen. God will choose our inheritance for us. Praise God. When God was telling Moses to divide up the land of the children of Israel, when you read the book of Numbers, you find that God told Aaron, you are not going to have any inheritance 
and the land of the tribes. And here's what he says in Numbers 18 and 20. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Thou shalt have no inheritance in their land, neither shalt thou have any part among them. I am thy part and thine inheritance among the children of Israel. So God is trying to let you and I know that he's our portion. He's our inheritance. Oh, when I get Jesus, I've got everything I have need of. David said, the Lord is my portion. Hallelujah. God is my portion. I don't need anything else. Neither, nevertheless, I am continually with thee, David said. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterwards receive me to glory. Who have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Amen. He's my portion forever. This is why I love His Word. This is why I love His church. This is why I love the things of God. He's my portion forever. He's my inheritance forever and evermore. Amen. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through this place. God is my inheritance. Hallelujah. And He will choose it for me. Praise God. God had already picked out the land for Abraham. He says, just come on, Abe, and I'll show you what I got for you. And Abraham had to be obedient and go his way. Amen. This is why the Bible says, and cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just must live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of him that draw back to perdition. We're them that believe to the saving of the soul. Amen. So don't throw away your confidence. Amen. You've got an inheritance attached to it. This is why the Bible says in Hebrews 11:24 that Moses chose to suffer when he became the years. He chose to suffer with the children of God than to endure the pleasures of sin for a season, refusing to be called Pharaoh's daughter, son. Excuse me. Amen. Pharaoh's daughter, son. Amen. Choosing rather to suffer afflictions with the people of God than endure the pleasures of sin for a season. Amen. Esteeming the approaches of Christ's greater riches than all the treasures in Egypt because he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Amen. Moses realized that God had something better than what Egypt could ever give him. And so he says, you can have this. I don't want this. God has something better for me. And so I will choose to suffer with the people of God than to endure the pleasures of sin for a season. Amen. He forsook Egypt. Amen. 
Amen. Not fearing the king's wrath, for he endured as seeing him that was invisible. I don't know about you, but I'm going to see him. Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Amen. He says, he knows the way that I take. And when I'm tried, I shall come forth like gold. Amen. I'm going to see him. Amen. And stand before him. Moses chose to suffer. Even Joshua, the Bible says, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Egypt, uh, Israel from Egypt, and he gave commandments concerning his bones. Uh, in other words, Joseph says, uh, God is coming back for you. And so when you leave, uh, don't you leave my bones here. You take them out of here with you because I'm going to the promised land with you. And when you read scripture, they carried Joseph's bones through the wilderness for 40 years. And when they passed into the promised land Joshua buried his bones in the land of promise hey can I encourage you today if I die before the Lord comes don't leave me here this world is not my home I'm just passing through don't leave me here take me with you when you go amen we've got to cross over praise God the Bible says that a tribe of Reuben and a tribe of Gad and a half of the tribe of Manasseh never crossed over. They got to the door of the Jordan River and they looked and they saw the green grass and all the things. And they said, let us stay here. We want this place right here. And that's where they stayed. And they never crossed over. And years later, thousands and thousands of years later, Jesus Christ would cross the back and go. And he stepped on the shores of the Gadarenes. And there was a man in the tomb possessed with all kinds of demons. They had gone from raising cattle and sheep to raising pigs. Amen. They had over 2,000 herd of hogs on the side of the hills. And those demons met Jesus and they said, what have we to do with you, Jesus? Have you come to torment us before our time? Amen. And Jesus says, what is your name? And they said, we're a legion for we are many. Amen. And they commanded that they could go into the pigs. And they went into that herd of swine and they ran down into the river and drowned themselves. Amen. I wonder what would have happened if they would all crossed over. See, you got to come on cross if you're going to the promised land. See, you can't stay where you are. You see, you might think, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be in that spot. I want to be over here. I got family back here. I got friends over here. You know, but where is God taking you? You know, you look at the scriptures. God could have walked them with a couple of days right in from Egypt, right into Israel. You know. But Moses told the children in Deuteronomy, he says, God took you into the wilderness to prove you. He took you into the wilderness to see what is in your heart. 
He took you in the wilderness to let you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He took you in the wilderness to let you know that as a father chasing his children, so God chasteneth us. Amen. He becomes our heavenly father. Amen. And so God may take us to places that we might not want to be. He may take us to areas that we say, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in that spot. But is God leading you that way to carry you to the next promise that he has prepared for you? You don't know where God is taking you. This is why the Lord said to Joshua, to the children of Israel, keep your eyes on the ark because you have never passed this way before. He said, get a space between you and the ark. If you are having trouble seeing God before you, then you need to get the scales off your eyes. You've got to keep your eyes on the ark so that God, you can you can see where God is leading you and carrying you. The Bible said that the Lord was a pillar of cloud by the day and a pillar of fire by night to lead them to the promise where they was going. Their shoes didn't wear out. Their food did not fail. Everything they had need of, God was providing for them through the wilderness, through the trials. He was fighting their battles for them. All they had to do was just walk and be content. But no, they murmured and they complained. And many of them fell in the wilderness. But I come to tell you and I today that let's let God lead. Let God go take us where He wants to take us. Let's be content where He's got us at. Let's worship and praise Him where we are. Amen. Because He will choose our inheritance for us. But we just got to cross over. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Amen. God will provide our inheritance for us. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul said that the Holy Ghost is the earnest of our inheritance. Just a small portion of what God has. Amen. We've got to cross. We've got to cross. We've got to cross over. Amen. If you're here today and you're thinking about or thought about giving up, and going the other way. If you're here today and you says, I don't want to be in this place. I don't want to be a part of this location. I want to go somewhere else. Then let me encourage you today to cross over. Make up your mind that I'm going to serve God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And you'll be surprised what God will do. You know, people are distressed because they won't cross over. People are confused as to who they are because they won't cross over. People are lonely because they won't cross over. People are sleepless because they won't cross over. They're fearful, wearied, strung out on drugs, hopeless because they won't cross over. They are perplexed in despair, filled with unbelief because they won't cross over. But Abraham says, not me. God called, I'm going over. I'm going all the way. And that's what you've got to make up your mind today. Are you going to cross over? Moses drew a line in the sand. And he says, everyone's on the Lord's side. Come to me. And do you know who came? 
the Levites, the priesthood. Peter says, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him which has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You see, this is why the Lord told Aaron, you don't have any inheritance in their land because you're the priesthood. I am your inheritance. You see, when you're baptized in Jesus' name and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, when you are born again, you become a royal priesthood. God become your inheritance now. It's all about Him. You don't need this world. All you need is Jesus Christ. Amen. And He has everything that you need. Amen. Will you trust Him for your inheritance? Amen. We are His children. And so He chooses our inheritance. God is my portion. Jeremiah says, Remember all my misery and my wormwood and my gall. And my bitterness, I still have it in remembrance, and is humble in me. And then I call to remembrance that it is of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They're renewed every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness. And I will say of the Lord, He is my portion forever and ever. God is my portion this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, joy and peace, and the Holy Ghost. God will choose our inheritance. He's already got it. And He's waiting to give it to you. All you've got to do is just obey and walk, and you'll receive what God has for you. These altars are open this morning if you feel you need to pray, come on across the line. Amen. He's here for you. Amen. As they sing this morning, amen. And we're going to get ready for the baptism as well. Amen. Brother DeMuth, could you have Brother Nishan there get changed? Amen. Amen. Praise God.